0: If you ever travel in my car when I'm driving somewhere, which is unlikely, but um, if you ever are, you will notice that uh, I play classical music all of the time. I never play anything else. I find modern music incredibly boring, especially country music. (laughs) It puts me to sleep. (laughs) So I just play classical music all of the time and I love it, especially Mozart. So I was traveling back from Chicago one evening, beautiful summer evening, and um, something came on the radio that I was captivated by. It was a narration of a story accompanied by some beautiful classical music. Now, when I tell the story, if you know of it or find it, please let me know. It was a great story, and I've searched for it on the internet. not so good at that, but I would love to listen to it again. But its story went like this, now accompanied by pieces of music in between. There was once a very famous Roman general, and he was powerful, he was successful, he was wealthy, and he, um, you know, he was held in great awe, and he had two sons. And he said that he is famous to a certain extent, but through his two sons, he said he wants his fame to be so great that he will be remembered forever. That was important to him, to be remembered forever. And a lot of these people, like the Pharaohs and all of that, they built the pyramids so they would be remembered forever. That's important to people like that. So one of the sons was known to be really tough. You know, really strong, a great warrior. Like that movie, what's the movie called? Gladiator. A guy like that, just famous. And everybody acclaimed him all of the time and thought he was great. The other son was known more for his gentleness and kindness. And his father disdained him a lot. And even though he's well-educated, he was sent off to a remote area to act as a Roman administrator. So the son who was furious and famous and was winning wars and awards and medals and accolades and his father was delighted with him. The other guy he practically ignored. So then there was more music and the story continued and it continued by saying uh, bringing in a piece of scripture. And a piece of scripture he came in, was speaking about Jesus. And somebody came to him and said, Jesus, my master's servant is, uh, is sick, and he wants you to come and heal him. And when Jesus began to go on the way, the master's servant came to him, and he was a centurion. And Jesus went into his house. He said, I'm not worthy to have you under my roof because you're such a holy person. But Jesus went in and cured him. He was the second son. So that guy is remembered. The father who wanted to be remembered forever. But he's not remembered through the guy who got all the awards. He's remembered through his son who was kind and gentle to people and even would even go so far to say I'm not worthy to say to Jesus, I'm not worthy to have you into my home. Now it's much better when you have music accompany it, <laughs> and it was much a longer story than that but if you find it please let me know. But everybody that's here on the walls, all the saints that you pick, they were very brave they were very kind and they were very faithful to what they believed in and quite a few of them suffered for their faith and when jesus is answering that question today should you pay taxes or should you not if jesus said yes pay taxes then the local people would be they would be very angry with him because they had to pay 80% of, their, of what they grew as a tax, and then they had to put aside some for seed for the next year. So they had only about 10% of what they grew to live on, and the Romans took the rest. So if Jesus said, yes, it's okay that the Romans take 80% of what you grow, then they would be very disillusioned with him. And uh, on the other hand, if he decided, if he said, no, don't pay the taxes, then once again, somebody who didn't pay taxes, if the people obeyed him, those who didn't pay taxes would be imprisoned and murdered. So there was a dilemma for Jesus, and he answers it by taking the positions, and he focuses on on putting God at the center of our lives at all times. And we see this down through our salvation history. Abraham, our father in faith, The father that is revered by Christians, by Jewish people, and by those of the Islamic faith. All trace their origins back to Abraham. So um, so Abraham put God at the center of everything. Even when, when he went up the mountain to sacrifice his son, even when he went up there, his chosen son. Even when he did that, the son said to him, Father, who's going to be sacrificed? He said, God will provide. And even he had to carry the wood himself up for his own sacrifice. <clears throat> and God did provide the sacrifice at that time. But it showed that he put God at the center of his life always. It is interesting that where Abraham carried out that sacrifice <clears throat> was a 10 minute walk from where Jesus was sacrificed, and both of them carried the wood to their same sacrifice: Isaac for the fire, Jesus the cross. <clears throat> so um, this thing is really annoying <clears throat> so We see in that message that the people who put God at the center of their lives, how important that is to live life and life in its fullness. And that is what we celebrate in the saints, that they're living their life and life in its fullness. And it has been so powerful in them. They live on in, in God, with God, they live on eternally in heaven, enjoying the fullness of light, the fullness of happiness, and the fullness of peace. Where is that great warrior with all his accolades? We don't even know his name. We really don't even know what he was famous for, where he ended up. But the one who was kind and gentle, he lives on forever. He lives on eternally. And that is when we put God at the center of our lives, the fullness of life will be with us. Even if it's difficult, we will always have the fullness of happiness. The fullness. We will be in the groove that God wants us to be in. So what God is inviting us to is inviting us into a very profound and intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. And then when we experience that, we will experience the fruits of the Holy Spirit, happiness, joy, peace. And in that way, and by the way we are living with the Lord, it will become um, an inspiration. Other people will be attracted to it as well. One saint said, it is much easier to attract people with a small spoon of honey than a barrel full of vinegar. So what God wants for us is to become that small spoon of honey, that joy, that peace, that hope, so that through us, other people will be attracted to the Lord and what he has to offer, and they themselves will come small spoons of honey as well.